everybody, and welcome back to another <laughs> Were you about to talk? No, you got it, girl. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Relative Pitch. I know you might be a little off-put because I've been introduced in the past couple of ones because, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling myself a little bit. I usually don't like to talk because I mess up. But on this week, we are going to talk about a tweet, a performance, and life. Hmm. Not in that order. But we are not bringing up no Hannah Montana lyrics. Understood, no, Lauren? If I figure out a way to do it, it's going to be done. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's pass it off to the queen. Anthony, how are you feeling this week? You know, this week has been emotional. Um, it just kept feeling like news after news after news that wasn't just the best news like it's not bad news but it's definitely not the best news um and i don't know it was just like i can't wait for this week to be over and now it's sunday and i'm like wow we're gonna look for it to be positive for next week okay so because i never really i never try to live my life with um staying in the negative or staying into like a sad place because that can get really toxic and I don't like I don't really subscribe to that I mean especially being a music major that we all are we're always getting critiqued okay in this career you're always getting critiqued so I learned very young to to take those critiques and just kind of look absorb them understand them and then move on um, cause I've also, I know some people who, when they get like critiques, they completely like shut down, like will go have a whole sabbatical and like start to think about all these different scenarios. And I just was like, I'm not gonna waste my time because you know what, if I feel comfortable with, with me, then I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on. So, but it, it was a crazy week. It was a crazy week. What about you, Lauren? You know, it's been so being in school and trying to take my next step and just like all of us, actually, this this past uh, year, um, figuring out what next steps are. It's always, especially for music, uh, is something you have to be evaluated for and all these other things that go into it. And, you know, it's that season of everyone's getting, you know, final word of the acceptances of where they want to go or job offers and all these other things. And there's been a lot of like unfortunate like surprises that have just been circulating around and um, things that, like you said, just were like, okay, this is not, it's not like the end of the world, but it's definitely not what I was wanting or hoping that would happen. Um, and so just any, in general, being in a season of audit, like audition season to whatever capacity that means for you and your, like uh, your demographic or your field, whatever, um, it's hard looking at yourself all the time and judging yourself because what do you do immediately after an audition? You go, this is how I messed up. This is where I messed up. This is how much like da, da, da. So you're immediately already not even saying the things that you did really well, but the things that you like didn't do as well in and you're, you know, so I understand that toxic, it, get, it can get very toxic in audition season because the entire time you're just evaluating yourself and honestly, just pulling out the the negative things, not really the great things about what you're doing. So that part, I relate to a lot. And I'm glad to be almost on the other side of this. 
Um, so it, it's hard. Comparison is a bitch, to put it frankly. It really is. And we do it the most ourselves. I do it the most to myself, unfortunately. Um, I know that's something me and Michael as performers do a lot. We've had to talk each other off the cliff many times. Um, Michael, what do you think about that? You know, I was talking to a colleague recently (laughs) and um, we were like talking about other fields and rejection and how like other fields have rejection, of course, and no one's just going to go out for a job and get it. But we face it so often. Just think of the academic sense. You have chair placements right off the bat. You have lessons every week where you're told what you do wrong. And sometimes what you do right. You have ensembles where you're told when you do wrong and do right. Then you have juries who have heavy grades on it. Or you have recital hearings. And then you have other recitals that you play on throughout the semester. So that's like in just the course of one semester, that's six different things. Yeah. that we can get rejected from or re- our ideas are rejected mm-hmm. and more often than not most of these people are just going for these internships and or job stuff and they apply once out of their four years or a couple of them over the summer and they get those we also have summer music festival where most of us apply to three to five that's another thing so it's like i feel like we like the community as music people are more okay with rejection we have learned how to cope with it we have to get used to it more often you have to you have to or you're going to get bogged down in the weeds and you're going to get stuck yeah you take everything to heart like of course pour yourself into it have an emotional release after whatever you either get accepted to or rejected from and then you have to move on um yeah this week was weird it was very long i barely made it to friday we were hosting a conference this week so You know, what you said, you know, musicians kind of, we get used to it. And one thing I have to say is like, for us, even though we get used to it, it doesn't mean that it still doesn't sting because first of all, music, whether you're a vocalist or you're instrumentalist, it's personal to you. It's very personal to you. Um, Like, you know, my, the choir that I have in, in my school, first of all, they're all beginners. And so it took a long time for them just to sing out because they were scared to share their voice because it's like, what if it's wrong? And like, it's my voice. So like, what can I do to change it? I mean, it's the, it's just how my voice sounds. So, you know, especially as young students, as young people, trying to make uh, young teenagers or young children kind of accept rejection. What are we doing? Like, why are we making this so socially acceptable at their young age? What are y'all thoughts? I think it's the whole thing where people are like, tough love, like they really push this idea of like tough love or like they have to, they're gonna get rejected in real life so they need to be rejected now. And um, all, I don't know, I, I understand this and this is where I'm splitsies. It's hard because it's like, while it's great to make sure children know that they're, they're progressing and everything, there are people who are in the mindset of, okay, but like, 
when they go out into the real world and they're applying to schools, which is the first thing you do when you leave high school is applying to schools and getting either rejected or accepted. So that's their first taste already of that, of there are people who are going to say no to you. Um, and it does feel personal. I promise you, it really does feel personal getting those rejection emails and all those things. Um, and so there are people like, if you don't prepare them for it, it's going to be, how are they going to react to it when they first get it? They're not going to know how to work through it. And so it's, it's really hard, but like, I, I mean, as in this field there, it's forced that you're evaluated all the time. You, it's like, there's never a part in ensembles. You have to have rankings when you're in, uh, do juries, you have to get a yes or a no of if you're, you know what I mean? And all these, there's so many ways, places in how to distinguish people from each other, um, which is why it's so toxic. I will have to say as well, because and it's just truth. Like ensemble placements, I've seen the nastiest things come out of ensemble placements. And I'm like, how close were those uh, those markings or how flipped could they be on a different day? And that's how I feel because there are days where I'm like, I did an audition and I felt the worst about it just because of the day, the environment, da da da. And then other days it's completely different. I could have played the same repertoire, audition season. That is literally audition season where it's like, I play the same exact stuff this day, perfect, this day, terrible, you know? And so that's hard too. It's really hard mentally to go okay, why in the world did this one day all everything went the way I wanted it to, then the other day it just didn't. And the people are like, well, that just means it's, it's a mental thing. It is. That doesn't make it feel better. That makes it feel more personal. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's hard. With, with kids, it's a very tricky area, I think, to be forcing like comparison and evaluations down their throat all the time, which is why standardized testing in general is a question mark again. You know, I can't remember how many standardized tests we had to take and how many comparisons and numbers, you know? Um, I took a PTSD from the CRCT. I'm not the, you really, there's sometimes y'all, I'm gonna be very honest with y'all, we be riding in Anthony's Jeep and Anthony will start reciting the speech that we got before the CRCT. Hello, hello, hello everyone. They'll say, Good morning. You are about to take the criteria reference competency test. You have, you must have two number two pencils. Uh, there were, you remember they used to give you the little peppermints too? Uh-huh. Oh, I, I love it. You know no, no, that's false. It is false. I, I read about false. it. Yeah. I didn't know that until this year. I've been bamboozled for seven <laughs> years of my life. No effect. You think the mint is making you smarter. So you focus stronger and that's it. It's a placebo. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, I never ate them. I used to give them away. I'm like, I don't want Ooh, them. I wish I was in your class. I I love me some Papa Man. But, but let me tell you, that was some of the best sleep I've ever had in my life, though. Oh, you 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 <laughs> like, you wake up, you like drool. You like, <laughs> no, I remember one time there was so much drool on the on the actual test. I was like, mm, I hope my answer's right. I thought it'll change them all. I was sleeping good because the thing is, you know, the room is real quiet. It's yeah. cool, and I'm it's just cool. Like, that was the thing. That was the thing for me. But no, I mean, going off of Lauren's point, yes, schools you do get rejected from, like right away at college. But the students who are doing that are already doing district and all state. They're used to it. Mm-hmm. My thing is, I want more normalcy of playing second and third parts. 
because when we're, I mean, still to this day, I have some reservations when I'm put on third. I'm like, why, why, why am I on third? Like, because that's what we were trained from middle school to even college. If you go to certain colleges that use and abuse you and put you on first for every concert of every cycle, and then you have two lip injuries out of four years. Personal. Anyways, I just want more normalcy of that. Like, I think Anthony does a really good job with this. Anthony hears all. I'm quote me if I'm wrong. Let me know if I'm wrong. Anthony hears all his students. Doesn't really give chair placements, but he does part assignments. And I love that because, like, you build normalcy of like, okay, I want you on second this time because. This is what you're good at. This is what you're bad at. This part brings out both of that. I need you on third because I need a little bit more heft down there. And this person's better at playing higher notes lighter, but they need to learn how to lead. That's why I'm putting it on first. Not saying you have to give every explanation to all 75 kids in your room, but build a normalcy. Like, yes, hear every student individually at the beginning of every year, every semester. But you don't need a part assignment. You don't need a chair placement list. Keep that in your office for you. But make part assignments, make rotations normal, because then you don't go to these festivals or have these concerts where your kids are like, I know these band directors who warm their kids up on Monday and they're good all week because you just warm them up on Monday and they play every day. Like, no, let's get rid of that mindset. Let's get rid of like, make them rotate. That's more what's going to happen in the real world until you win a job. They're at least seven years away from winning a job. Out of and when they're like uh, even a senior, so I like that idea of taking chair placements away from there at least teaching the normalcy of rotating parts because then as you go through your education, there's nothing like you're on second part and you know someone who's younger than you. This happened, and if you're listening to this, you're like, Oh, I never did this, you're wrong because everybody has done this. You're put on second part after you place first chair, okay? Everybody, like. Somebody like you're, you place first chair, you're in college, you're an undergrad, you're like, oh, finally, first chair. And you get placed on second part for something you want on first. That's a very, to- you're going to think very toxic thoughts. You're going to want to go in that rehearsal and tear someone down. And that's not good, but that is what we're trained to do from middle school because part assignment parts and chair placements are so important to us. I also think, though, it's the emphasis of always talking about principal players, principal players, principal players all the time over explaining how everyone has an equal part to play. And without your second next to you, can you like I, I don't know, I, I've been lucky to have some amazing players to that I have played a second to and who have played second to me to understand how significant and important it is to have amazing players throughout each section right or throughout each part was what i mean and the the piccolo so i'm talking flute talk right now but you got to have the right person for all those for who's ever playing auxiliary flute like piccolo alto bass and all that the person who's playing second it has such a tough role of playing second because you're matching you're listening over here and making sure like i'm not playing above where they are but i'm i'm enhancing and influencing and everything but like i'm always telling my seconds play out like come on like let, like let's let's play like i need you under to ground me because usually first that you're all floaty 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 all in the top you need someone to ground you so like i don't take it lightly having 
the the person in my head who I want to play second next to me because I don't need someone who's just going to be like, is that good? Is that that's, okay? like, that's the same thing for trumpet. Like, I, I mean, like, I go to an extent, I've changed my mindset on playing principal. It's like, I, the very first rehearsal that I have with somebody and they're playing second, I'd look at them, I'm like, you don't move. When we hold a long note, I will adjust to you. Because you're adjusting me to everything else. Like, when I'm using fast notes, yes, please, adjust to me. But when we hold a long note, sit there. This is the first rehearsal, second rehearsal, sit there, and let me see if I can adjust. If we don't match then we'll start adjusting together. But every time, if you go to an ensemble, when symphony, when ensemble, even chamber winds and orchestra, and you hear great principal players, you hear amazing second players because without them, they will never, but that's not taught in middle school and high school. What's taught is you want to play first part. That's exactly what I'm saying is I think it comes from the training that's happening is that educators just be more mindful of making sure you're not just emphasizing you want to play principal because you get all the solos. Talk about how important it is to be a section player. Talk about how important right. it is to play the all the auxiliary instruments, you know, Michael. But Lauren Green, we're playing this part that has a really high trumpet part. And if my first doesn't play high notes all the time, he will never play this part. Oh, that's a scenario. That's that's what people think. Okay, so that, 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 that no, that is what every a lot of band directors like. I cannot play this without that first trumpet player. And then when the next person comes in, they're like, "Oh, you're going to be my new such and such." You are doing your students a disservice if you are training them to only play a specific part. If you're kind of going out there to win a job and you want to win a pick a flute three piccolo part and you just want to play a lot of flute three piccolo stuff that's different you're getting a job and you're only going to be playing uh, that that is how jobs work in a band set in an educational setting whenever i was an undergrad i played first i played second i played third pick i played alto i played all of it i played all of it and now i'm like comfortable like i don't feel uncomfortable jumping into any of those roles i'm like this is cool this is great actually if you're only teaching your students how to play in one role you are doing them a disservice and you are not giving them the full education they should be so that's not an excuse that's laziness that's laziness well you know that's what people be saying nowadays and that's why like and let's go let's let's what is it called Transition. Transition. Let's transition to the next problem with, not problem, but the next debate. Grading festivals mm. or high school and middle school bands and orchestras too, but we're all band people. So grading festivals, what? I didn't, this is something, this is a random, I did not know that you could go to festivals and not get scores. I didn't know that was option. But I it's, look, it's looked down upon. It's not socially acceptable. Because if because you, you see bands go like, like you go to marching band competition, and Lauren, this might be why you didn't know. Marching band competitions, you get person, <laughs> now, such and such, comments only. And everybody goes, Ooh. Yeah, because it's, it's like, you didn't go for ratings. So like, what what is that, you know? So mm-hmm. now there's a there's stigmas that it's bad to not even want to be numerically judged or assessed. Yeah. Well, that, not now. It's always, always been, been always been uh, that. It's always been that. It's always been like uh, if you don't, you know, go get a score. That means you. That means you know you suck. 
socially. That means, quote unquote, you think you and your band sucks. Let me just get comments. Boom. Because they're building the program is what usually people say. We're in our building building years. And also, it's just like, so if I had this big 6A kind of high school band and we went to uh, a, a festival and we went comments only, they're going to look at us crazy. Actually, I know this for a fact because um, I will have to say I was like this. When I went to college, I met some people who were from this very big performing arts school, um, Pebble Brook High School. They're known for their, you know, classical arts, but their choirs always went for ratings. But mind you, their vocalists were winning all types of competitions and they're on Broadway, they're singing at the Met. And I was, and back then I was like, why are they going for comp, like just comments? Because growing up, so that was not socially acceptable. It's for them just to go for comments. Now I see why, like what, and I, I talked to some of the members and it was like, our directors just like, they felt that LGPE and stuff like that has become a competition, even though it's not designed to be, but it has become a competition. So we're not even going to do the, the competition route. We're going to go for comments. We're going to go get the critiques to make it better, but for a numerical score, no. Well, because um, every director, and if you if you're a director and you do this, I'm not adding you because you're not the only one. Race to their freaking Facebook. After they got, after they, okay, so also, yeah, can I make can I admit something, to everybody? I've been calling this thing wrong. Okay, you see this vanilla. I've been calling it a vanilla folder. It looks like vanilla pudding. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, all of my life, I never heard someone say, was it manila? Manila. Never heard that. I always heard vanilla in my head because I love vanilla flavored stuff. So okay. every time they get their little folder, they race to Facebook and then tell their kids. It's like sometimes it's more important for Facebook to know that you got all ones. Then your kids, you know, you got all ones and stuff of that nature. But, you know, I'm on both sides of this thing. I think it's I think it's important to share your achievements, especially if it's like you're like, we've been working so hard and my kids deserve this. I understand that. But then while I understand that, I know there, there are people who do not use it for that. They don't use it to up because the, they want to uplift their kids to show every, they want to do it to show off and just be honest with yourself. Like, ask yeah. yourself. Are you posting it on, if you're just proud of your kids, period, like, like, are you posting it for those reasons? Or are you posting it just to maintain that that is the standard that you have set for yourself and you, and you want other people to know? Either way, it's fine. You're doing the work and it's coming out and all that, but be honest with yourself of your intentions. Um, because you. for me, I always remember, because first of all, my, I'm thankful that the director I had, shout out Mr. Kennedy, um, in middle and high school did not do social media. He hated it. He hated it. So the comments and the rates we got were ours and for us to have, it was not, we were not racing to tell other schools. We honestly, I honestly forgot other schools even got evaluated. I thought of LGP just being something that we did. And that was our personal thing. We got our, we did all the, you know what I mean? It was not something that I was, I went to other, other schools and like, what are your ratings this year? What did you guys get on site reading? Did it, did it, we know 
it was something that I remember feeling so amazing about afterwards on the bus. And we'd be like, oh, my and, da, da, da. and that was for us to have. That was more special. I didn't care about, he wasn't posting us on Facebook with videos and all the talk about, I'm so proud of them. No, he said it to us. He said it to us. And that's how we knew. You know what I mean? So and he, that, that's, that's the difference. That's all I wanted to point out. Yeah. You know? I'm on both sides of the grading. And here's how I'm on both sides. Oh Ensemble wise, like LGPE and stuff, I would like only comments because that one concert does not predict your entire year. Now, solo and ensemble, I'm okay with grades. Those are individuals. And I think on an individual basis, grading is okay with me because like that's them. But ensemble, I would rather more comments of like, how can we continue to build the program and not just scores. I, I'm on a different in the middle. So even for like festival or whatever, I think that I'm totally fine with going for ratings, you know, go for it if that is your choice. Um, but also don't let it be for people who go for comments only, don't look down at that either. So even though now let me, let me just, state facts here it is it is completely up to you you have until i think the day before you go to a festival to choose to go for comments only that's all good and things but just know that sometimes it is looked down upon right now um so i think the system that is in place now i think is fine i just think the perception of it is wrong Mm -hmm. so I, I like what it is now but it's the perception i think it i think yeah both the comments are very helpful and the 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 numerical assessments and the ratings whatever you want to call it have a place of significance um and like i said because we got comments and like ratings all the time I, I don't think we ever do comments only um i know we didn't ever do comments only but it was never something that you know, I, I don't know how to explain, but like, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't something that we were needing for validation or anything else, but something that was just like, this is something we wanted to, for evaluation. That's literally what it is. Like to make sure to see what, how you, how other, I guess, like, not, I won't say experts, but other people in the field who are at a, in a place where they are the evaluators and judges, whatever, that you can feel like you have an outside ear who's listening into the program and everything and trying to just see how it... So I, yes, I think they're both significant. They have their place. I agree that it's the conversations and the stigma surrounding those evaluations that... And same for all state district and everything like that. For individuals, we talked a little bit about individual things, but those can be just as harmful and just as helpful Um when it comes to that, just like it can be for large group performance evaluations. I wish they came with comments for like district and all state. It's only numbers. And that's yeah. what I, I, I think that I've, would be a great idea. Yeah. I feel like that would be a great for all state auditions and stuff like that. And they like would why, why don't you tell somebody how they can get better or how they like can audition better on their sheets? Say like, great sound. Um, your scales are really good, but I think chromatic needs a little bit more work and you need more rhythmic like um, stability. You know? I actually think the choir or when I was in choir, I think 
we used to get sheets. Yeah, we used to get sheets in choir. We, we, I mean, we get the sheets, but like, what do we get the sheets? I don't know. I never got a sheet back. And we get the scores. Yeah, but we like, get the scores, but I never got a sheet back for band. I don't know. I wish comments were even seeing a number doesn't help. I need like words. Also, I also remember specifically because did y'all get did your teacher show you your scores? Yes. Yeah. The Kennedy, I have to go back and ask him. Shout out Kennedy again. Hi, if you're listening to this. I don't think he ever actually would show us our I think he said if you wanted to, it was either a situation where he said if you wanted to come to me or if uh, or it was a situation where he was like, no. And I kind of really appreciate that, that he was so much like, do not think about the number. Don't think about the number. All that happens is if you if you got into those things, great. If you didn't, let's talk about how we can improve and we'll go from there and things like that. Because he would know. I think he would know before sending us everyone out who was going to get in that year, who was going to need some help the years later, et cetera, et cetera. So I really like that it was truly progress-based and he was not emphasizing the scores, the numbers. And we did, like I said, we did competitions. We did LGP. Like we did our comp. We didn't do marching and everything. But we did competitions at like, you know, festivals and other things. And it was fun doing them. It, I, it was really amazing. And I'm not saying that competition isn't good for students because it does help. And it, it's, it's fun to compete and to feel like you're pushing yourself and do all those things. But make sure that, the, again, that you are talking to them correctly about how they should be thinking about comp comp competing judging themselves all those things because when things go wrong what do you do then you know if you're only used to winning all the time and you never have to have that talk with your students about how to handle rejection or losing or not being the best if you don't know how to t do that you shouldn't be competing <laughs> sorry um yeah, it's <sighs> yeah i don't know I always, I liked getting the scores because, like, for me, it was, like, how close am I to 100? But then that's just me personally. And then also, and, like, how did I see from my last year's score to this year's score? Like, but then, like, on the flip side of it, like, one year I got a really high score in both district and all state. And I was like, sheesh, I'm going to stop practicing. Uh -huh. And then I stopped practicing because, like, to me, I was like, oh, I'm like that close. <laughs> I'm good. I'm going to just stay here. And then like, I just stopped practicing. And then like the next year, my score was lower, but I still made it. And I was like, Whoa, I still made it. Wow. Um, but I don't know. So it's like, it's, a, it's weird. It's a weird thing. It is a weird thing. It's definitely a weird thing. And I think um, if provided those comments back, I think the kids, like, isn't our job at the end of the day to just make the students better at what they're doing? Yeah, that is uh, fast. So really, and also like, I think with students, especially high school and younger, let's always be positive, okay? Yeah. Let's always be positive because, you know, one wrong thing that might've been maybe harsh or something, could have just prevented a student from being like the next best musician. Or one the of the best, or one of the best donators to right. the symphony orchestra. You know, you never know um, how that might go. So always just kind of remember that. Um, and so I found a tweet last night, uh, which was very ironic because evidently we were all thinking about this topic. Um, 
around the same time. And we're, mind you, we're in three different places in the world. Okay. So like our time zone. Yeah. And so um, this tweet is from um, a music theory professor. Um, and he says, anybody else feel like judged and numerical score competitions for high school age musicians should cease to exist? I remember in high school, a friend sang a French aria that she worked very hard on. They posted the scores, hers were low. She burst into hysterical tears. Her judge was a 24 year old former drum major and current band teacher from two towns over. Seemed not great for a few reasons. When I was 15 or 16, I sang the same song at contest as another boy in my choir. He scored 15 points higher than me, then a huge blow to my teenage confidence. Turns out the judge was his aunt, LOL. Like, obviously, we all as adults can handle feedback, even surprisingly or incorrect feedback. Teenagers, not so much. Mm. That's something That's something really to think about because that's another thing that happened a lot with those competitions or biases, cheating, just flat out cheating, and a lot of other things. So then you're saying, like, is it really helpful you know, whenever there's so many irregularities happening um, with that, you would hope that people aren't doing that. But we know it happens. We know it happens. We know it happened. It still happens and it will continue to happen because people are people. Humans are humans. Right. Um, and they look out for their best, like their self-interest first over anything. Oh, yeah. Because that's what humans do. Exactly. And also, I think with sometimes with judging is that you don't know, like if you're judging a school, you don't know where this school is from. They could be dirt, poor, and this is all they got. And then if this is all they got and they get a terrible score, now you just done ruined it for the for them. It's like, well. What's the point? What's the point? What and the point? also like, this goes for, for other things. I've also have seen like, some schools, so take your non-traditional bands. So like your HBCU style bands or, or things like that. When they would go to festival, they would not get sometimes not the best scores. And so it's like, well, these judges who are judging, what are they judging on? Because the music that we're going to play and the style that we're going to play is not, you know, Name, insert you know the main composer i don't care for this composer but you know the one that created a fake name to get um mm -hmm. which was funny because we did our sight reading and his his one of his pieces was a sight reading piece and i was like i don't like this piece i don't like him period uh and i told the kids i was like yeah i don't like i don't like him personally Yep, if a person, because all of you should know who I'm talking about, if not Google, it's a composer who created a fake uh, Asian female, um, started, oh. music, uh, started writing music and a more um, like an Asian aesthetic so that, because he yep. wanted for his music to be more demographic. Why hasn't he been canceled in the in the band world? I mean, it, when Midwest cancels you, but these band, these these organizations are still having his music as state literature. Seek help. <laughs> that's, that's all I have to say. These people need to seek help. 
please just self-reflect, internalize. Think about what we just talked about. We, th we talked about a lot. Um, yeah. We know there are a lot of educators, future educators who listen to this. So really like sit with it and like think to yourself, like how have you yourself experienced like being evaluated? How have your yeah. children, what do you want to do in the future? to make sure that those evaluations are not hindering their growth. You know, those are all the things I would say to think about, but this is that this conversation is not over. We could talk about this for hours. So like, maybe interact, maybe interact with us. Yeah. Tell us how you think, tell us how you have handled those situations, share stories with us, um, DM us, send us an email, um, whatever. But we want, we definitely want to hear what your experience have been, but, um, until next week, y'all. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.